Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be recapping the South Round 1 um, Women's Division. And joining me are Christy, Deanna, and Becca. Guys, thank you so much for hopping on and being willing to uh, talk about what happened last weekend. Um, before we get into it, though, let's just go ahead and just do the introductions, starting with you, Christy. Why don't you go ahead and give us, go ahead and give us your full name and uh, team you're on. Christy Stevens, Lone Star. And Deanna? Uh, Deanna Darns, I'm on Lone Star as well. Nice. And also new to the podcast, and I must Becca say. May, Poison. Poison, nice. So Christy's a veteran of the podcast, so thank you so much for hopping on as, as usual, Christy, and then welcome uh, Deanna and Becca. It'd be good to just get new perspective and voice on here. So um, I guess we'll just dive right in, um, and we can start with you, Christy. Um, just kind of off the bat, what were the like the biggest changes um, that you might have noticed um, coming from Nationals in Austin to round one? Uh, definitely, we made the decision for the first time for us in the South uh, to not try to do like an all-star team. We decided to try to take one team and do the whole season as one team together. Um, all-star team as in like a stack team or... Yeah, in the past, we didn't have enough teams or enough talent to just make a team and do the whole season together. So for the past two years, uh, the South women's teams, uh, we would normally take like, I don't know, an A team or whatever. We try to get the best talent of who played good that season on one team um, and try to compete with the top teams of the other regions. Gotcha. So for... For this team, was it just more like trying to develop the uh, the division or develop players? Or what, what was the, the attitude behind that? Yeah, in the past, we we have to we had to have people to play against, so we couldn't just put together the best team that we thought could you know uh, be competitive. We had to in the South start off with doing four v four. Last year was our first year to even have uh, a full yeah sixty six round. So. Um, we could never just put together a team that was going to be competitive earlier because we had to have people to play against. And also, if you're going to try to convince women to come and try it out, you can't come in there and you know run them over. That's right. not going to get them to fall in love with this competitive side of the sport and want to keep playing. So uh, in the past, we haven't been able to do that. But after last season, we decided we were going to not do the – combining of different teams ordeal and just go with one team um for the whole season nice yeah no i I definitely agree with that attitude or that mentality of like no one very very rarely does somebody come to dodgeball get their their butt handed to them and say oh i can't wait to come back like that's very rare and that's not a good model for growth so um it's such a really cool and you guys had 6v6, obviously, and it was four teams total, Lone Star, Hellcats, Poison, and Outsiders. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Nice. Um, how about you, uh, Dan? What, what was your, like, I guess, biggest change that you noticed coming from Nationals to Round 1? I mean, I'll echo exactly what Christy said, that putting together a team that could play the entire you know, season, so to speak, so that way we're not just all – randomly playing with different teams when it comes to nationals that we get that team chemistry and get some cohesion going on to kind of better things in the future when we're dealing with other teams from different regions. 
So that would be the biggest thing. Um, obviously, some changes with time. Now that it's you know timed matches, that's something that I really really enjoyed. Um, I just went to Sin City for the first time this uh, past January, and that's something I really love. So having timed matches now, I think, is really great, and that was another big difference. Yeah. So that was um, one thing that caught me off guard. Um, recapping with the open was. Um, I don't know if it was Alex or Don, but they said it sounded, it reminded them of Sin City. And I'm going to sound like a broke record because I, I said the exact same thing during the precap with round one, but it was like, um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? But what they meant was the, the timed matches seemed to make everything more efficient. Um, is it, is that how it went for the, for the women's division? Um, were you guys pretty much like you knew where you're going where and when you're going there? Like it was easy to, I mean, to keep going. We also only have one court, so. We're yeah. just where we are. I guess yeah. they'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to lose people in one court. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess we'll have to ask that of the um, of the West, where there's I think there's like twenty. No, there's like 10, 10 women's teams. I think so. We'll see how the efficiency is there. Um, did you guys have four or three round robins? Did Did I hear that correctly? Did Dom say that correctly? Three. We did. We did three. I'll definitely get into that. Um, before we do though, so Becca, what about you? What was uh, one of the biggest changes you noticed uh, going from nationals to round one? Uh, well, majority of my team either could not make the season, still rehabbing from a fracture. Um, so I kind of made a team with the two poison people had available, um, me and Whitney from last year. And then I tried to recruit as many um, good skilled individuals to join the team who would just mesh well so that Lone Star could actually have some good competition. Um, so, um, and the other teams as well. So um, it was a big change for Poison just because we went from a solid team that was uh, practiced every single week, went to every single tournament, um, you know, chemistry was our biggest strong point to now we're, you know, putting a lot of skilled, talented players to one team and just kind of seeing how it goes. And every round is going to be different as well. So the people who play this round won't be the same for next round or the next or the next. So um, we're hopeful we're going to be a, um, a well-rounded team of just very talented players who can come together and give some competition to the rest of the South. Gotcha. So... Becca didn't mention that she's taken a new job and so she's traveling and something people wouldn't know in other regions is that Becca has been a huge part of creating the teams and helping recruit women to play in the South. Um, and so we're at a really huge disadvantage right now with her not being home and um, taking a new travel job. And so I don't know if you caught on to what she was saying, but we kind of always make the decision as a, captain group in the DFW area about how we're going to run the season like the, the in the previous seasons when it was chosen okay we're going to do an all-star team or a team A and a team B or however you want to call it that was normally a captain decision that was made prior to the season starting huh. um, because we all have to work together and with Becca now taking a new role um, the decision had been made at nationals that we weren't going to do that anymore because there's just been too many hurt feelings in the process but um, also, we're at a disadvantage when we go to nationals that all the other teams have been playing all season together, and we're doing our first tournament as a team at nationals. And although I think we've done pretty good for ourselves, considering you know the South hasn't had women's 
but for one real season, um, it's still a disadvantage. But with Becca being gone, her team, she didn't want to do it originally. She wanted to be a free agent herself, but she's such a great captain and so fun to play with that I convinced her to be a uh, a free agent team. So yes. her team will probably I wasn't even be in round one at all, but she was like, you must be round one. I was like, fine, Christy, only because I love you. <laughs> nice. So she's probably going to be most likely a uh, free agent team, and her team will probably change uh, by whoever's showing us love because other regions really have started really showing us a lot of love in the South and coming and uh, playing as guest players. So Becca will probably be their home <laughs> for the next couple rounds. Yes. If anyone from any region wants to come play in the South for the next couple rounds and play competitively and take down Lone Star, give me a call. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great timing because uh obviously for those of you listening you couldn't see uh christy almost lost her beer so that's great <laughs> taking <laughs> shots like that um well, that's awesome but so she you, caught it because that's why she's on one side now it's begun <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool so you guys kind of collectively come together before each season to decide what the focus is going to be last year it was we're going to try to put together like an all-star team this year it's going to be more towards the growth that's pretty cool. Um, so this question is kind of interesting. Um, and we'll start with you, Christy. What were the biggest changes um, you noticed transitioning from Elite to Premier? Like the way I phrased this with the Open was: Did this feel? Did it still feel like a quality tournament was put up? Like, did, we, did it feel like anything was um, regressed, or does it feel like a progressive movement in terms of um, you know quality dodgeball play? I feel like if you didn't play elite, you wouldn't have noticed any difference in that the tournament was still ran fantastically. In fact, even better. I will say Jake and Cody uh, together threw us a great tournament. Things were just uh, set up even faster and um, everything went smoothly as far as like we just we had whistles for rest, like simple little things. But I will say the overall feeling if you've played elite, it was different. I did feel like um, it was. It felt more fun, and it felt less competitive. And I feel like that might be because um, little things like the fact that we don't, we're not, we're not earning points, and that the ranking for us for nationals will be basically up to, I guess, USA Dodgeball Gods, Jake and whomever. Um, I did feel like it just felt a little less competitive, but it was more fun. Um, I also think that uh, there were some changes for the South because of the the late notices and because we didn't know when teams were having to form for round one that the points weren't going to be a thing. Right. There were some changes that happened down here because of that. Um I don't know that it's all bad. I feel like a lot of teams have this. I do believe you end up where you're supposed to. And I think that the overall end result was mostly good. The only thing specific to women's that was really negative is that with the change in price, we had, a, we thought we had enough women to put together a fifth team, um, especially uh, here being in our home for round one. But the one time price of over a hundred dollars was not a selling point for women who have never done this to come try it out. So 
that kind of put us at a disadvantage. But outside of that, I did feel like the tournament overall, if you didn't know, we, we switched from Elite to USA Dodgeball, you'd never know it. Except for that I feel like the atmosphere was more fun and slightly less competitive. Do you think um, because this was the cloth slash foam round that that might have had anything to do with it? Not for women's. It definitely has a lot to do with things for the men, and I know for open. And I, I even know that actually really negatively affected, um, well, we don't have a men's open Lone Star team because of the fact that round one was foam and cloth. And I can get into that if you want. But, but for women's, no, because what you see is what you get. All of us women, we pretty much all across the board play all ball types. It doesn't bother us um, what what rules or what balls that you give us, the people who are going to play, us women in the South, we like it all. Gotcha. Not me. <laughs> I'm not a huge foam fan, but um, if I do play foam, I prefer the WDS balls. And going into this round, I was anti-cloth. Like, I was going to thought I was going to do, like, two-hand throws, throw, throw, like, a kickball. I thought it was going to be, like, the worst experience of my life. And then I learned that um, the balls that we had that we kind of like played around with at last year in Elite, they would bring like a ball or two people to kind of like play around with, was overinflated. Mm. And so I was like, oh, these balls I can actually grip. And then I asked probably 10 different people how they gripped and then figure out what worked for me. And I was actually able to throw it and have a good time. I actually enjoyed clock, which is interesting. So um, I went from coming to this round of, I'm doing this for Christy and went on the South to actually have a really good time and enjoying the whole round. And I kind of thought that between Elite and USA Dodgeball Premier Tours, it Dodgeball should be fun regardless. Whether you're super competitive or not, you should be having a good time. So I thought it was a perfect uh, balance of having fun at Dodgeball, but also had a good competitive um, atmosphere as well. So it's not like super in your face. People are always screaming across the court. Like that's not the competitive nature that we want in dodgeball. We want everyone having a good time, be respectful, play the rules, be honest. Um, but then too, also, you know, so often when you get that catch or you get that kill or whatever it is um, that you have with the competitive nature of each athlete playing. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. Like I think some people maybe take this a little too seriously. Um, you know, this is coming from a guy who's podcasting on this and, started a company, but I think if you're not having fun playing dodgeball, then at the end of the day, what are you, what are you doing? Um, the, like we're not making millions of dollars. We're on TV. There's, there's no need to just be acting like this is the most important thing in the world that you're going to lose your head over stuff. Um, so it's good to hear that there's a good blend of competition and fun. Um, and it's funny that you actually enjoyed cloth. I'm wondering how I'm going to take to it, but, um, what, what were your thoughts? Uh, Deanna, how, how, how did you feel about this transition from elite to premier? And I thought it was one timely because, of course, we were dealing with time matches, but everything was laid out. Everybody got to their courts appropriately, especially for the men's side. They, there wasn't that big of a kerfuffle over getting to where you needed to be, our refs needing to be where they needed to be. Obviously, for women's, we only had one court, so it was what that was. But I thought everything just ran a lot more smoothly. Like, we were done by, like, what, 1800? So it was really quick. The correct time, Christy. <laughs> okay, so a couple of things right there. So first of all, did you say kerfluffle? Maybe. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um I've heard that word a few times. It's new to me, but um I just ears perked up when I heard that. And then eighteen hundred, huh? 
Military time? Correct time. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Her mom's a chief. Oh yeah. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. That that'll that'll happen. Um carry on. Um so is it more more efficient? Um I feel like that's kind of what the the guys were on in the round one open we're talking about too, is just again going back to the comparison with Sin City, not so much the drinking or the craziness, the shenanigans, but just the, you, you knew what was going on and when, and uh, you got out at a reasonable reasonable time. Um, kind of want to ask, because um, kind of glossed over some of the takeaways, um, just kind of want to get into the highlights. So we can start with you, Christy. Um, and I've got, I got the rackets pulled up. Um, granted, this is always kind of hard to do, but was there anything that took place either in the cloth or the foam division that, that stands out in your mind the most? As far as the brackets? Yes. Or, or we can include round robin too, all three of them. Well, the only thing that's really standing out to me is that, um, sorry, Marie, when we were in our uh, foam finals against um, Outsiders, I did feel like Marie, she just actually had surgery today on her spine. Um, And so we knew about that injury, but some of my teammates who don't live here didn't. Um, She took a headshot pretty hard, I think in the very first game. Um, Yeah. And she wasn't able to to play anymore. And I feel like that gave my team a huge advantage. Marie played decently, I would say, like normal good play through round robin and foam. But when she came to the elimination bracket, holy cow, she was playing so fantastic that, um, okay, so D's not lying. We only have one court. And if you're not the two teams playing, you might be the one team uh, repping or the other team shagging. So we're all a part of it. So my team was refing that game uh, along with uh, a player from Poison. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Hellcats. Hellcats. When that when the game was decided to play against who we were going to play against, all my team came together and said, so we have to take out Marie like fast because she was playing so fantastic. And she ended up taking a headshot in a weird position and – she was definitely injured, and I felt terrible. Um, Jackie Cruz felt even more bad because she didn't know she had a spine injury. But had she not been injured, I don't know that the score would have been. So it looks like we swept them pretty hard. But the truth was, is we got lucky. If that's, I don't I hate saying it that way, but it's it's the truth. We got lucky that Marie was actually unable to complete the rest of the finals because otherwise it might've been a very different matchup. Different outcome. Gotcha. Um, thanks. Yeah. That's never good to hear. Um, but yeah. I, it's kind of cool in a, in a, I guess glass half full kind of way where like Marie could have such an impact on a team that yeah. if she's taken out, then, um, it definitely alters the outcome of the, of the, of the team and, and, and the finals. Um, so hopefully she recovers from uh, both that and her surgery and can get back on the court pretty quickly. Um, she wrote that her she wrote that her surgery went well, but it is a weird way. But I'm giving her a compliment that she was killing it. Yeah, I think I think we got it though. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's no like um, 
no malice behind behind that. Um, what about you, Dana? What, what sticks out from the uh, just the overall tournament? Say that one more time. Uh, what, what about from your perspective? Like, what stick what stood out from um, from this past weekend uh, play play wise? I would say the biggest thing is how much people were enjoying playing. Like, of course, it's been a minute since we've been playing dodgeball and getting all the dates and everything like that out. But people really just were having a really good time on the court. They were still competitive. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't mean to say, like, oh, we're having fun. That means they weren't playing hard. Definitely people were. Right. But people were just really enjoying playing and celebrating each other with, you know, if someone got, like, a really great kill or someone got a sweet catch, like even though we were on opposite sides, opposite sides of the court, we were still rooting for each other, still playing really hard and having a really good time because like they, Becca and Christy said, we're playing dodgeball, dude. We should still be having fun. And it was a lot of fun. Nice. Yep. So how about you, Becca? Um, what, what do you recall highlight wise regarding just the bracket um, in general? I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember back. Um, Outsiders really came together during their home bracket play for sure. Um, <clears throat> to know how it how it bracketed out, um, it was Lone Star, Poison, Outsiders, and then Hellcat. And you know us going in against Outsiders at first, I was like, all right, we're going to totally get this. We're going to take them down. We're going to move on to the level. Um, and then they really their catches were on point. Desi was catching like crazy, and we we're all super excited for her. I mean, she's brand new to dodgeball. Just started playing rec league this past season, I believe, for Dallas. Um, we had a bunch of new people on that team, and they really did come together as a team. They started learning, they learned strategy while they're playing, you know, round robin. Um, and even when Marie was sitting or, you know, playing, they still were able to hold together as a team, um, and they played really well. So um, I was very proud of them and how they did as being a brand new team with a lot of, you know, new you know rookie players just to the world of dodgeball in general and then actually do very well against some competitive and talented individuals um um so yeah i mean they're they're probably the, the, the team i was the proudest the most of how they came together through all of the the tournament play um and then in cloth um man i really want to take out lone star and cloth i was so wanting that so bad but um, they played really well. They stepped up their game, um, and you know it was neck. It would they take I think the first first two games, and then we took two games, and then they took another. It was like three two, and then it was that last game, and and um, we lost that last game to make it four two. But it was it was exciting, like that back and forth. Like we were the underdogs at first going in with you know losing the first game or two, and then. We won two games, and then it was kind of like, all right, we can do this. Um, but that was kind of kind of exciting back and forth play with, um, um, you know, with clutch catches on both sides that kind of helped each um, each team continue on and continue on until the final. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was a good tournament overall um, between the phone division and the soft division. Um, it's it's only. The bad thing about only having four teams is that you really learn the teams you're playing when you do three round robins, and then you go into tournament. Um, you really start to learn their strategies, and you're always having to switch up things during tournament play because you're, you know, you you've seen what they've done before during round robin and that kind of stuff. 
preparing for when Bao's going to take the pitch and throw straight at you off the bat, you know, knowing that's going to happen whether they have burger or not. Um, stuff like that, um, that you tend to learn too much whenever you're playing with, you know, when I was just four. So it was especially different in different divisions, um, in different um, regions, I should say, when they have more um, more differing round robin versus tournament play. But overall, I think it was pretty good. Gotcha. Yeah, I wonder if that... I was just thinking, like, how does that impact the like the development and the competitiveness of, of the four teams? Because, because like it's it's funny because here in Arizona, um, a lot of times we would see like a higher tier team play against a lower tier team in the West, and they they compete really well. It's like really close, um, but then when they go play against other teams, it's very different. And the excuse is, well, they know each other; they practice all the time, so they, they know like everybody's nuances and whatnot. Um, do you think that makes you guys stronger as a division or like, do you think that hinders it or how does that, um, what do you think it's going to look like after, you know, we go into nationals after a few rounds of playing each other over and over and over again? I'll answer. I, I do think that in the past, because I've captained a couple of teams, uh, I have feared when we have to play against our own because we do struggle to beat them because uh, we do practice against them. And because there's not that many teams down here, uh, a little unknown fact about women's is most of the women uh, in the South, I know we have some from NOLA, uh, but most of them actually come from one league. It's not Dallas. It's in Fort Worth. And the problem, at least in the past, and the problem is, is that we play against each other several times a week. So when we go against them, um, it's problematic because they know all of our little tricks, every little thing, because one, we play together a lot and then we play against each other. It's sometimes almost easier to play against uh, teams from other regions because they don't know to expect what this person or that person might do or how we might, you know, try to swing this past you. But our own players, they do know. So uh, playing in round robins when you're going to see a team, you know, I don't know, six times in a day, or I guess we saw each other each. Let me do math. I'm not good at math. Uh, six or seven times we each team saw each other that Saturday. It did make for a very competitive <laughs> bracket, especially by the time we got to clock because we've been playing against each other all day. Yeah, just kind of understanding every single little characteristic there. And so that, that's kind of like where my question was like, does, if, if knowing that poison's gunning for you and they, they're exploiting your weaknesses constantly, do, like, does that, will that make you guys tighten it up at more as a team and kind of like what you're saying, like it, it makes it easier when you're playing against somebody from a different region because they don't know what to expect. Like it's kind yeah, of was like, I mean, Oh, good. No, no, I was just saying you're right. Yeah. By the end of the tournament, we weren't doing some of our, I don't know, Trick. typical things Usual stuff. yeah some of our typical like little things that we do uh that yeah, we gotta, have to reveal on the podcast <laughs> well yeah you gotta learn new things like they know what you know either you know valda Kada's, um you know jackie and tina were definitely new people for the south so they didn't know what to expect from them but they'll know i'm you know dodging or catching or whatever the case may be so yeah they know what we're doing so that pushes you to learn something different to figure out how you're going to adapt and change something or, you know, fake out or just be more aggressive here or less aggressive there, or do something that they're not going to expect. 
so yeah, there are definitely you know a lot of pros and cons of having to go against the same teams all the time. But I think with us, I and I think they would agree that you know it does make us a little bit better because now we're thinking outside the box because we have to. Right. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting uh, thing yeah, to think about. I agree. Um, so this kind of maybe eases into this next question and we can start with you, uh, Deanna. And that's like, what, what are you guys going to bring home to, um, for round two? Like, you know, you're talking about like you guys are constantly facing each other. So are, are there any changes that you're, you're bringing or anticipating going into round two or, or between now and round two? You know, I think round two is going to be a kind of a different beast because, there was something a little bit more light, a little bit more airy about the fact that we're doing this, you know, foam cloth round when we, you know, in the past didn't do foam. You know, we've been, you know, no sting the whole time or co-ed, one of the two. So there was definitely something a little bit more different about having this foam cloth round that I think will be completely different versus what we're going to have to face in round two because we're so used to no sting. That's something that we, you know, play in Fort Worth when we have our competitive teams, Dallas plays no sting from time to time. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, our phone, we're definitely you know used to in our rec league. So I think there's probably going to be a little bit more competitiveness during round two because it's the ball type that we're used to, and then we're going to you know have co-ed as well. So I think there might be a little bit of a different mindset with round two than there was with round one because there is a bit of unknowns. Right. Yeah, and that's yeah. I agree with D for the fact that you know the first round plum and cloth. Unless you're basically want to be scouted for Team USA, it's a fun round. You know, if you want to be scouted for Team USA for former cloth divisions, then yeah, you're probably taking it very seriously. You want to show up your best. You want to be scouted. You want to go to combine. You know, have that chance to make the team. But like me, who has no desire to be on Team USA, I was going to be like a number one band. Like it's just for me, it's just fun you know i'm gonna go play and i hadn't touched the ball since december but you know what i'm gonna just go and have a, have a good time and i mean that's how a lot of people kind of face it and you just naturally become competitive it's because when you're playing a sport competitors is going to come out of you regardless so um but as long as you're having a good time then then it doesn't matter but yeah i mean round two i, I think for sure it's gonna be a lot more competitive because it is going to be you no know, sting and it's like a round that actually go towards um, potentially, you know, how are you phase, you know, how are you, how is that team doing for the other three rounds? Um, I know there's no like seeding potential for nationals, but still, like, if you have one team that wins every single round, you're think they're going to be doing pretty good at nationals. Or if you have different teams that are winning, you know, first and second place the next three rounds, then kind of like, a, um, you know, it's going to be real interesting when it comes to nationals. So, gotcha. Yeah, I, I almost want to ask, like, is the is the unofficial official start of uh, the competitive wow. season actually going to be round two for you guys? Because um, it's going back to the traditional ball of no sting and, and not so much this this cloth silliness. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's that's my bias speaking. I I'm, I can't get behind cloth just yet. But um, do you want to go ahead and go into the the crowdsource questions? Because we we got a few of them and i wanted to uh start off with with clay's um he had asked uh basically for your thoughts on the three to three ratio shift as we move closer to co-ed divisions in future rounds so um i guess we can start from the top because i'm curious to hear what your guys' opinions are um what are your thoughts on that uh christy 
I'm excited to see how the strategy changes and how uh, individual players' dynamics play into it. Uh, obviously, if it's three and three, I think the women are going to play a more important role. Um, and I do think that in general, when we were considering uh, as women what team we play on, um, we were looking for all around, all around male players as well, not just arms, not just catchers, because there's so few of us um, that every out will count. So I'm really, really excited about the three and three. It's almost like a whole new, brand new division. I feel like. Yeah, it's definitely. Help me if I my memory fails me, but I mean that's what our first classic was, right? With the replacements, it was three and three. Back in December. Was it? I think so. I do know we played three women. I. Wow. Okay. Well, I did love that tournament. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I mean, I like three, 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 um, three, three, and three. I can't say that somehow for some reason, but I, I do like it, and I, it does definitely does change the strategy. So, um, I might say this question for the the women of the South. Um, so I might hold that one. But how about you, uh, Deanna? What were your thoughts on the three-three ratio shift? Yes, I said it finally. No, I definitely agree with Kay. I'm definitely excited how it's going to change up strategy. I've definitely heard some male players in the past when playing on co-ed teams, they'll say things like, oh, yeah, we want to take out a girl first simply because then if, you know, someone makes a catch, that's the person that's back in. However, in the South, I definitely feel like, especially we women are conditioned like, okay, make catches, make catches. So therefore, like, okay, if you're going to bring us back in, might just catch you. So therefore, maybe that's not the best strategy or way to go about things. So I, I'm excited to see how that plays a role in things, how players are targeted going forward in the 3v3, or 3 and 3, I should say, uh, format. Yeah, like we said about that, okay, fine, you're going to throw at me first, then I'll just catch catch you out next time. Um, do mind you for that, because it still, still might be a threat. Um, how about you, Becca? What are your thoughts on the 3-3 ratio shift? Um, I think it's definitely interesting. It's definitely a different dynamic um, because the girls will have to play just as hard, if not more, than the guys do. Because a lot of times, you know, some women's strategy would be to kind of hang back and be more of a closer of the game, you know, let the guys that take out first, and then the girls basically close the rest of the match. Um, which happens all the time. I mean, Lone Star did it last year national, Christy and Jen, they closed almost every single one of those matches and it was phenomenal. Um, and same thing with outsiders. It's Kathy and Marie, you know, uh, nationals last year, or was it two years ago? One of the things, Minnesota, in Minnesota, I think two years ago, um, both those teams, those women is what made the biggest impact at the end of the game. Cause they're taking out the big guys. Then we have all these women left over, and then the guys that realize, oh, crap, these women can throw, these women can catch, and now you're out, and now the game's over. You know, So having women who can be strong and be strong closers, is, I think it's going to be um, the biggest impact on this 3-3 three, 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 three type of ratio. And then um, the other thing, too, is is the impact of how many teams of co-ed that we might have in the South, because, yes, we do have women in the South, but we had four teams of six, pretty much, you know, one here and there, make a seven here and there. Um, I already had two two ed teams ask me about, they don't know if they're going to have a co-ed team yet or not, they don't know if they have three women. 
You know, they have two for sure, but they don't know if they can get a third. You know, how many women is there to actually go around to be able to help roster these teams? Um, especially when they have six men and open, and then now they have three men who can roster, and they have to find three girls to finish their co-ed team, split into two more co-ed teams so all six guys can play, but then I need six women as well. So um, I can see the, that, there, that there might be some um, difficulty for some of these you know, typical co-ed teams to be able to roster their teams um, needing at least three women to play everything around or like me who I don't know if I can attend everything around I'm games around too but I'm moving to New England in May and um, I don't know if I'll get to come down for round three round four you know depending on the date the weekends what's the flight cost all that kind of stuff can I get off work without contract so um, I know it's gonna be a struggle for some of these co-ed teams to get you know fill their spots to make sure um, they got a team going for all the rounds coming up Gotcha. Yeah, that was so obviously it's very easy um, on the West because we, we have just tons of people that play, um, tons of women players as well. Um, and I know that, that was definitely a point of contention for a lot of the other regions. Like, well, we don't have a lot of women to pull from. So I was curious to see like how that was going to impact um, both the South and, and the North. I don't think the East has that problem too much, but I'm, I'm glad you kind of talked about that. And that's I guess that's one of those things we'll just kind of have to wait and see how the rounds go and, and what comes in the next mm-hmm. uh, couple months. Because, um, yeah, even even right now, like in your case, moving to New England takes potentially takes you out of the picture, and that's that's huge. That's one player out of four teams that, that could be gone. So that's definitely an impact you'd feel versus, you know, if somebody left in the West, there's like three or four people that can replace them right now. So we're kind of lucky there. Right. So – if there's any ladies want to come play in the South, such for co-ed, I know a couple teams are looking for ladies. There you go. Um, Markel asks a very silly question, which I kind of want to get into, but um, the Eagles are terrible. I hope you all agree. Fly, Eagles fly, baby. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just kick her off. I, I, Do I, it. <laughs> I know where you live. No, you don't. Hmm. Um, Michael, right, right why, ears in the way. Wait, why you got a? Oh, that was a dog. <laughs> that was his ear. Yeah, oh. he flipped over on my phone. <laughs> why you got a? Why you got through the pot like that, Markel? He did ask though, how was it using cloth? So Becca, you're very opposed to it, but you ended up kind of liking it after all. How about you? Yeah, uh... I went in absolutely gonna hate it, and then I actually had a really great time with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what about you, Christy? What, how was it for you playing playing cloth? Like, did you did you like it, or what was what was it like? Uh, Becca was correct. The cloth ball that Cody, who's the only person I ever know, sit at him, uh, had one cloth ball that he let us all touch and play with. It was not the same ball <laughs> that we no, played with. Absolutely so, not. I also did not warm up with it because. Jeremy was um, in the finals for foam. Uh, so I was busy. So when it was time to start, it was literally my first time to touch the ball and to try to throw it while we're playing. Uh, so I have two thoughts. One, cloth is not that bad. Everybody should give it a chance. I am really excited to see what we can all do with cloth. Um, it's so much easier to catch, in my opinion. But I did mm-hmm. think people felt... Uh, very polar opposites about that part because I know like I heard some other people saying this is so hard to catch I thought it was easier to catch 
Um, the throw, I think I could work on it in my own time and be able to throw it. Um, so it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, and I actually really liked it. Um, I was surprised by certain players uh, who really stood out with it. It is pretty shocking. Like, you think you know a player and you think any ball type could be the same player uh, play, but no, it was fun. I liked it. Nice. And what about you, uh, Deanna? I mean, I'll piggyback off of what Kay said. The ball that Cody, like, had us play with, like, what, like a year, 18 months ago, whatever the case, completely different. So I wasn't expecting, like, what we were dealing with uh, at the tournament. Um, the biology major in me was a little freaked out because the balls did get quite mo moist. And oh. that was weird. Uh, <laughs> it absorbed quite a bit of sweat. And given it's cold oh. and flu season, it was really, it was strange. Uh, so didn't really want to catch all of them because you know, moist. Um, but it was fun. Like I, I don't quite understand like the you know, anti this way or that way about you know different ball types and like oh I hate foam I hate five I hate cloth I don't want to do this I don't do that like it's still dodgeball. We're still playing a sport that we all love and are putting our you know time and money into. So I I still had a lot of fun definitely need to practice a lot more with it because I was with Kay watching uh, Jeremy play on Vendetta and Priester. So we were watching the finals and, you know, rooting on, our, you know, our friends, well, her husband, our friends, my friends. Um, so we were doing that. And so I didn't get to warm up either uh, so much with it, but I enjoyed it. Like I had, I had a good time. I definitely would want to play with it more and you know, go forth in that um, situation. But yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah. A little weird, but fun still. I'm going to be thinking about the next time I touch that ball, just testing it for its moistness. And yeah, you know, there's no Clorox wipes that can yeah. you know, get that situated. Yeah. You can't dry it off. It's cloth, dude. It's porous. I would like <laughs> to know, like, how do they, do they wash them? They put in, like, a, a wash machine? Like, how do you wash a cloth ball? I need to know yeah, this. Yeah, dry that crap. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel, guys, I feel like this is a real thing. She's not lying. You could tell by the time we were in the bracket, like the balls were really gross. They really do capture all moisture. Yes. So if those balls that we just used in the South are going to another round, I am so sorry. Because <laughs> you start to I mean, notice yeah. the off color color. It's not a real, it's, it's a real thing. Oh yeah. It was all the way live. Yeah. Was, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I'll just wait and see because I, I was going to say, well, the humidity down there might be a factor, but then it's going to be like 90 degrees, maybe higher uh, come April when we we're playing. But um, a moist cloth ball is definitely going to be <laughs> on my mind now. So thank you for that. Like, one hit me and splattered. And I was just like, oh. okay, okay. <laughs> this is a new, like I'm dodging sweat droplets and a ball. God <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, we made it so far. <laughs> Uh, that's fair, though. I mean, talking about your experience with moist balls, uh, that's fair. I'll allow it. Moist balls. I got to stop. <laughs> or you did Woodley when you need her in the conversation. Ain't that right? Oh, boy. <laughs> She's in Bali. That's where she is. Um, in case anybody's wondering why she didn't make it. Um, well, that'd be fun. Like I said, uh, thanks for the heads up. I probably would have been really shocked if a ball hit me and then just moisture just oh, sprayed wow. everywhere so I, I guess mentally i'm prepared so thank you 
Thanks for the Warno there. Um, Sergio asked this question for Becca. How does it feel playing after rehabbing from an injury? And then he also says, glad you're back. I'm thinking he's talking about my hand. So I broke my hand in Nationals, and it really pissed me off. Like, when I think about Nationals last year, I just have a bitter taste in my mouth because I broke my hand during the second co-ed game of no seeing I played on the, was it the first or second day? So I missed all of women's, um, the rest of co-ed no seeing, which I absolutely love. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, Nationals was kind of a sad, sad day for me last year. So it was fun to be able to, like, play and not have to worry about it. I did tape it pretty good, and even then um, – didn't have any kind of pain, no no issues with grip or anything like that. So that was kind of nice to go into it. Um, now going to co-ed next, next round, uh, might be a little bit more worried because that's how I did injure it is by blocking a ball and it was the force of impact that went up my hand and broke my metapurple. Yeah. Um, so that will be interesting just to like not be afraid to block a ball with one hand. But, um, but yeah, um, I'm doing pretty good and I'm happy about it and, Let's see how it goes. I'm actually really interested to see how my girl, Alicia Hung, is going to do for round two because she has been taking a rehabbing her broken ankle from nationals last year during the all-star game. And I'm so proud of all the progress and hard work she's put into it. And she has been practicing and she's ready to, you know, you know, step in the game round two and, um, and, and see what she can do. And I'm excited to see what she can do too. Nice. Uh, let's see, Sergio, this one's for you, Deanna. He asks, um, well, he says, rather, props on the after-party shot. Them shots were fire uh, per the emoji, I'm imagining. So these are the flight kills that we were kind of talking yes. about? Yeah, so actually, the, the bar we went to, it's a buddy of mine who's also a trainer of mine at the gym that I work at, so our workout at. Um, so it wasn't a house shot. I asked them to do a specialty shot after I saw the um, Facebook Live video with um jake and mark you know discussing the fact that you know flight kills were no longer a immediate thing and i just thought that would be funny to have a uh to have a shot that was called the flight kill <laughs> uh apparently we bought a lot of them i saw james today who's one of the head bartenders at that bar so many uh, many flight kills were taken uh on saturday and everybody seemed to enjoy them so i was very happy about that yeah it was a really great find um it had games you could play. It had a DJ there that was playing some really bonnies, you know, hip hop, which me and I love. Um, we were at a dance, drink, had good cocktails, good drink specials. Um, it really was a great place. Like we were there from basically start to finish, closed the bar out that night. Um, it was a great fun that we found in the up and coming South Main area of Fort Worth. So um, good job, D. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you kindly. So, uh, ah, I, I gotta avoid this one. Talk about '90s music, but um, okay, I'll, I'll pause that one for another time. Um, Sergio also asked, "Would either of you be open to cloth in the future?" Kind of sounded like yes. Maybe Becca, not so much. So, uh, Markel asks a really interesting question. Um, do you guys miss Eli in the South now that he's? Did he move? Oh, <laughs> man! I didn't even finished the question. Oh, <laughs> you're so. Ouch. <laughs> Eli is my brother. We know I we never moved. <laughs> yes, we miss Eli. Yeah, of course. I was going to say, he's the little brother I never asked for, and I love him so, so much. So, yes, I miss him definitely. Yeah. He's definitely a great cheerleader for the women's. Like, they're, 
we definitely miss him on the side of the court when he could. He's definitely like cheerleading our like our catches, our kills, do, doing a great job. He was a lot of fun to play with, you know, with Coed on Lone Star. So yes, I'm making a joke, a joke, but yeah, we miss him. Yeah, you gotta. I'm definitely gonna miss this round too because I'm gonna be eating all the crawfish and I won't have my crawfish eating buddy with me. His first time eating oh, yeah. crawfish was me round two two years ago and. I turn him into a crawfish eating scene. No fat kid fun on Sundays. That's right. Huh. The more you know about somebody, I guess. Um, I'll say this about Eli. He has been really cool. Um, I think Arizona is very lucky to have him. Um, and just judging by uh, your guys' reactions, minus the burn, of course, before I even finish the question, um, I could see that he'd be missed. Um, he's, he's a good dude. Um, and speaking of him, he, so he, he ended up asking, is it too late to ask questions? I said, no. So he, he has a couple, um, and I guess we can just have these up for grabs, but, um, first one we kind of covered, um, he asked, how were the teams different from last year? Um, you guys mentioned that, um, there's less focus on stacking a team and more focus on development and just getting people out there, um, and, and trying to build each other up, so to speak. Um, did any of you guys want to revisit that one, or do you want to move to the next uh, next question? Next. Next, okay. So then he also asks, uh, which teams were the tougher matches to play against, and do you feel that it's any team's opportunity to take first place? That's a good one, I think. Okay, you take. Uh, I was just going to say, I think we actually answered that too. I feel like uh, towards the end of the day, it didn't matter who we were playing. We've been playing them all day, so the matches and the wins became harder to get. Uh, I'm still going to say, well, I say two win. Is, <laughs> yeah. What I want to say, too, is that, you know, when it comes to the South, the amount of the team, sometimes it's always flip a coin. You know, like, um, some days you're going to have really, you know, the teams that you didn't think would do very well, and then they actually do very well. Um, you know, talking to Marie briefly about outsiders she was like she wasn't you know expecting them to do that great having all these burning people who never really played dodgeball before and then then they play second in the phone you know it's those things like that that in the south you know right now lone star is probably going to be in the lead to win the next couple of rounds but you never know because it's the south um you know hellcats could step up their game next round and totally take them down or poison might step for our game next round and totally take them down. Like you just don't know in the South. Um, there's always good potential for, for that um, underdog to, to take out the big dog. Gotcha. Yeah. I think they kind of asked the, the or answers to the last question. Cause it's kind of, which team you think will win the South or the women's division? Um, yeah. I think we'll, we'll just have to wait and see for that one. Uh, especially cause like you guys said, like you guys got to know each other really well over the course of three round Robins such that when it came time to bracket play, you guys are having to tighten up your mistakes um, and, and not be so predictable. So I feel like this will be a really nicely contested uh, region. And I'm curious to see like how it's going to play out in, uh, in future recaps. But um, I feel like that's all I have. So I want to get into some shout outs real quick. Um, and we can start with you, Christy. Um, was there anybody that you wanted to give a shout out to uh, from this past weekend? Yeah, real quick, just cause we always appreciate it. I always want to give a shout out to the people who traveled to play in our, our round. So Susan Lee, uh, Heidi Cho, um, Chili, 
Angelica. Uh, thank you, Angelica. She's uh, a Canadian player. Um, Mayling. Um, okay, Mayling yeah. and Lindsay as well on Poison. Lindsay, that's who I was going to say from Seattle. Um, the rest mm -hmm. I all consider um, part of our team. So, but big shout out to them for coming and showing us support or just getting in the extra practice. Either way, I don't care. They helped us make our four teams. So, nice. uh, thanks to them. And then in foam, special shout outs to Susan. She played fantastic. Marie, Val, and Dee. Uh, they all played so good in foam. Cloth, Tina, Valerie, Becca, Becca. and Whitney. Um, Pittman. They all played fantastic in cloth. Interesting. I, I was wondering how Tina well, would do a cloth. <laughs> Shut up. She knows she took both me and Dee out on a one on one. <laughs> Trying to be I modest. So did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. One of my proud, proud Joshua moments. I was like, Mom, are you proud of me? Are you proud of me, Mom? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she's not lying. At Uncle Julio's is exactly what she said. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where you guys went. Um, how about you, Deanna? Do you have any uh, shout outs? Um, I have some shout outs myself. Um, so for Poison, um, big thanks, just like Christy said, to my West Coast women who came and um, filled my team, Maylene, Heidi, Susan, Lindsay, and Whitney, and I'll consider you West Coast, I can see you a South Girl now. You're mine forever, girl. Um, <laughs> but Susan, she was clutch catching all day long. She did both positions. Like, it wasn't for some of her catches. Uh, we would have been knocked out so much sooner. And then Whitney, she was a sniping machine. She really uh, popped us out for poison. Lone Star, Tina, my God, that woman and those hands. Um, she hands caught team. everything that came by. Everything that came by her, you know, whether it was almost touching the ground and that seven-foot tall woman got all the way down and got that ball, or she jumped 10 feet in the air and just picked the ball out from the air. Like, it didn't matter where it came from. She caught everything. I was like, wow, girl, she was amazing. Um, Val had some pretty cool catches. Uh, she had a cool catch. It was actually my ball. And uh, she was basically um, treading backwards and kind of like fell on her butt and in the process of falling on her oh, yeah. butt and the sliding backwards, she caught my ball. <laughs> yes. And I was like, you mother. Oh. <laughs> but then, and then I was also very proud of her for doing a, a bomb a bomb catch. So, um, And Brittany, I mean, not Brittany, uh, Brid Bridget, she did some awesome cornering for Lone Star. She was cornered like a beast, and so I was real proud of her. Um, and then outsiders, you know, they really came together um, during their round robins and played really well during tournament play. Um, I was very proud of how they, they came together as well, the newbies. Um, their right corner, I don't know her name, but she had those shades back. That's Anna Hylica. Chili? That's Anna yeah. yes. She goes by Chili. She's a Canadian player. Okay. So she was a great right corner, and she had a really nice sidearm. Um, so she was getting some of those, those lower hits, you know, the, the knee and below, and um, she was playing really well. Um, and then Kathy, of course, with her clutch catches. And then Desi, I mean, she caught those couple of balls when they needed a catch, and she, she really stepped up her game. Um, and then, you know, Hellcats, they have some really great players in the team, so I do want to give them a shout-out for coming together and um they did have some times they played pretty well nice you know we got we should mention that um 
outsiders, the new players, a lot of them may be uh, little Hashimoto's and family. Right, like how Dom was talking about. Like, they have an endless amount of family. There was, yeah. what, Aurora and Laura? Is Laura the other? Is Laura but, Kathy's and then Aurora's Marie's? No, no. Aurora okay. is um, a Hashimoto. Oh, okay. Okay. She's the youngest of she's the youngest behind Mikey and Eli. And then the other one, I don't know her name, but that's Marie's daughter. Okay. Um, how about you, Dana? What what uh what shouts do you have? So my favorite moments were when Desi was catching. Brent, I mean, she's definitely watched Dodgeball, been there, you know, quite some time, but you know, hasn't played and this is the first time she's actually playing in a tournament. And so when she was catching, I was, you know, line repping. But I could not contain myself. I was, like, yelling so much for her. I was so happy. So many F-bombs. So much ratchet crap. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things just being so proud. Like, oh, my God, this is great. Um, Becca with her cloth play, like, Becca was killing it 100% when it came to cloth. Like, that's definitely her thing. And she looked she, as if she's not listening to us right now, of course. Um, she had a great time. <laughs> It's weird talking about you, like, as if you're not there. Um, had a really great time. She played really, really well. I will toot my own horn from a goofy aspect because there was one situation where there was a ball right at the line. Most of us were on the back line. And me and one of Becca's teammates, uh, Whitney's friend, remind me of her name again? Lindsay. Lindsay. We raced for the ball at the same time. I got there first, and instead of just, like, rearing back and throwing i was just like you know i'm gonna push past this crap and just hit her in the knees with it because you know what play smarter not harder <laughs> why not in dodgeball but overall like it was such a great tournament everybody did so well and had great moments did uh did, i'm gonna push crap or push past this crap was that like your little thought as you did it like this crap might as well like we were like face to face <laughs> we were just you know nick and nick i was like i know i can beat her to the line to get the ball i got there first she sort of had this look on her face like ah this is a bad idea and i was just like nah going <laughs> hit and then you hear jeremy in the background that's sneaky being sneaky as <laughs> did he sound just like that i mean in my head that's how jeremy sounds yes that checks out that sounds <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy sounds something like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You don't live here. True. I he mean, I, Jeremy, though. I have I talked to him before, though. So I know he does. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, well, cool, guys. I think that's all I have. Um, I definitely have a Austin Deeks joke uh, teed up for y'all. So I'm um, just going to go ahead and read it. And he says, according to my therapist, I have extreme trouble verbalizing my emotions. Can't say I'm surprised. No. Go home, Roger. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's gonna be good. Thank you, Austin. Um, I love awkwardness and he supplies so much of it, so it's great. Copious amounts. Copious amounts and obviously if you're listening, um Deanna just starts shaking her head just now. Just just the look of disgust. Love it. Um very cool. Well, Again, I think that's all I have, guys. Thank you so much for being willing to to hop on and, and recap the first round one. Um, definitely sounds like it was interesting with the incorporation of foam and cloth. Really curious to see how um, nosting goes. 
but um, not look, not only am I looking forward to recapping um, future rounds, but also looking forward to the Women of the South episode. So um, with that all being said, I think we'll go ahead and end the interview there. All right, so that was a recap of the South Round 1 Women's Division Tournament that took place on Saturday, March 7th. And huge thank you to Becca May, uh, Deanna Darns, and uh, Christy Stevens for hopping on and being willing to talk dodgeball with me late into your Wednesday evening, uh, especially with the time zone change. So it's probably super late for you guys, but I definitely appreciate it. Um, huge congratulations to Lone Star for taking both foam and cloth. Um, as we discussed, I'm really curious to see how the rest of the rounds play out, especially once we get into no sting and um, these teams just get more and more used to each other um, as division as the division uh, progresses. But um, thank you everyone to submitted questions. And real quick, I do want to apologize if the audio was a little off in this one. I guess there is some kind of crazy storm system that's happening here in Tempe, and it might have interfered with um, the consistency with my um, my audio. And also, I'm not sure if the edits were going to be uh, crisp enough to catch those. But um, all the same, um, thank you so much for listening. And I guess I can just leave it at that. So if you are still with me, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. the bracket overall play just just highlight wise steve died again oh my god are you kidding me <laughs> no um i'm just gonna keep talking until you guys can hear me again testing 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 we can hear you okay um dang that's really annoying sorry guys this has never happened before i swear <laughs> that's what she said yeah i, I walked right into that dang it <laughs> okay <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have so many outtakes or bloopers for the end of this reel, but, um, okay. Well, if we're not recording, Steve, remind me.